WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, September 6, 2020. We have made it to September. Hope you're having a great weekend. It is Labor Day weekend, a three-day weekend, so do your thing and enjoy your time. This morning, though, we still got a great show for you. Indigo is making some very big changes to their bus routes. You might have heard they are getting rid of 500 bus stops. Now, yeah, I know that sounds like a lot, but... That could be good news for a number of reasons, both for people who are riding the bus and for people who are behind the bus in their cars. We'll explain all of that coming up this morning. Also, uh, some folks seem to think that you can vote twice. Uh, The election is 60 or so days away, and some people are not sure if that is illegal or if it's legal. We'll break all that down for you and also give you the details on how Marion County's election uh, is going to shape up and look this year where you can vote in some places we've never been able to vote before that will be open to the public. Russell Hollis will join us this morning at 8.30. Faith Chadwick with Indigo coming up in just a moment. But first, let's get you caught up on what is happening this morning in the news. Indiana is now reporting 1,085 new cases of coronavirus and 11 additional deaths. The state's total caseload now sits at 98,961 confirmed COVID cases in Indiana and a total of 3,138 Hoosiers have now died from the virus. Marion County is now reporting 119 new cases for a county total of 19,000 of, excuse me, of 1,973 confirmed cases and 750 deaths. That's right, 19,000 just here in Marion County. New this morning, Indianapolis police are investigating a deadly shooting on the near northeast side of Indianapolis. IMPD says 911 operators received a call at about 1.45 this morning after a caller heard gunshots being fired. Officers were dispatched to the 3100 block of Browse Avenue and located an adult male victim who had been shot in an apartment complex. Medics responded and pronounced that man dead there on the scene. In your Sunday forecast, mostly set cloudy skies with a high of 84 degrees. We can't rule out a 10% chance for rain, though. Labor Day might be a little bit wet, but will still be nice with a 50% chance of scattered thunderstorms. When it is not raining, it will still be nice with a high of 81 degrees. Right now, it is 60 degrees in Indy. And so as you may have uh, heard throughout the week, whether you've seen my stuff on TV or you've uh, seen the signage pop up throughout the city or you've seen um, posts from Indigo talking about the big changes that are coming, um, Indigo is making headlines because they are um, removing 500 bus stops from throughout the city of Indianapolis. Now, yes, that sounds like a lot. All of this as Indigo tries to continue to move into the future as they try uh, and get the purple and blue lines running. Also, at the same time as 
uh, the red line hits its one year anniversary here in the city of Indianapolis. So what does all this mean? What are the changes? How can you get to the bus moving forward? Faith Chadwick joins us this morning right now on the Open Line Show. Faith, good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. It's Labor Day weekend and I'm feeling good. So uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. We got to ride the red line this week uh, with uh, President Inez Evans there at Indigo. And we talked about a lot. Um, What is going on with you guys removing 500 bus stops? That's got a lot of people um, uh, uh, concerned. Yeah. You know, like like you said, it sounds like um, a really big change. And we know that for some riders, this will mean they have to find a new stop. Um, but overall, what we're trying to do here is find places in the community where the bus stops are just too close together. So this would be like, you know, if you were a motorist driving down the street and you had to stop at a red light every single block, it would take you a long time to get where you were trying to go. Mm-hmm. And there are some places in the system where the bus stops are that close together. So the bus spends too much time slowing down or stopped. And that makes the ride slower, both for riders and for the, like you said, the motorists behind the bus driving behind it. Now, it um, doesn't work as well doing it on radio. But if any of you got to see my story that I aired over across the street on WRTV, uh, I went to Washington Street and my goal was, let me just drive down Washington and find how close these stops are. I didn't have to go two blocks on Washington before (laughs) I found one bus stop, and then I look just past me like, there's another bus stop about 100 feet away. And then I look yes. just beyond that, and I said, there are two more bus stops. I can see four bus stops from right here. If you're on the bus, um, you're not doing anything but stopping and going, stopping and going, because someone could be at each of those stops. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So there are definitely some places where, you know, you can be sitting at a bus stop, and you can see the next bus stop. So Really, what we're just trying to do here is to kind of fix that so that the bus just doesn't spend so much time slowing down, um, and it should speed up service for our riders. So on top of that, um, there there are some areas where I saw on the south side where you even had an apartment complex that had two bus stops, one at one entrance, one at another and they, I mean, they were even closer on Washington Street. What's been the feedback that you guys have gotten since uh, you first rolled this out? Yeah, so we're definitely hearing um, from folks who are concerned that this means they might have to walk a little bit further. Um, but the maximum that anyone should have to walk, the maximum added walk time to a new stop should be five minutes. And more than 60% of the bus stops that are being impacted by this change had fewer than two boardings per day on average. So these are not um, high ridership stops. And if your stop is being impacted, the most that you should have to walk um, is about five minutes more. 317-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air and ask a question of Indigo. A lot of changes happening. We just hit the one-year mark of the red line. The purple line is coming. The blue line is coming. 317-239-9696. Or if you can't get through because the lines might be full, uh, go ahead and send us a tweet at Open Line Show on Twitter. Also streaming this morning with video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Open Line Show. 317-239-9696 with questions for Indigo Faith Chadwick. Um, One year mark of the red line. 
Tell us about that. Where uh, where are we now? Where were we this time 365 days ago? Yeah, it, it has flown by. Um, so the red line opened on September 1st, 2019. Um, so we our first service. Um, of course, it's been, been a typical year in a lot of ways. Um, with the pandemic, we've seen system-wide declines in our ridership. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall, bringing the red line to Indianapolis enabled us positive changes throughout our entire system, including being able to run every route every day of the week, um, which was not the case before the red line was running. Uh, now, Faith, I don't know what it is that we said, but when I said uh, call, people call. And now the phone line is full. <laughs> uh, so let's take, okay. some, uh, let's take some calls. You ready? Sounds good. All right, here we go. Let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Hello. Hey, good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Yeah, um, I really don't have a um, question. It's more so has the factor of the older generation been factored in as to, hey, let's walk another five, six minutes. That's fine. I mean, if you're 55, 60 years old, that's, that's a lot. You know, just be able to come out your house and go to the nearest stop sign. I mean, you know. Um, I got an auntie, uh, uncle, they, they ride the bus. I mean, you know, walking another five or maybe even ten minutes is a lot for them. So, you know? and, I, and I appreciate that call. Thank you so much. And, uh, Faith, I'll let you uh, address that. And one of the things, if, if you could explain um, that factor, where in a lot of these places, um, and, and if you just go to somewhere, like I said, Washington Street, Madison Avenue, your folks are not going to be walking five minutes. They would literally yep. be walking another 100 feet in some of these cases. I'm telling you, these stops are right on top of each other. So on one extreme, yes, auntie and grandma and everybody's going to have to walk a little bit further. But I promise you, I'm telling you, in some cases, it's literally a block. And it's a block that's only big enough to fit one house small of a block. But at the same time, Faith, there can be some extremes with this where some people are walking um, up to no more than a fourth of a mile. Tell us how likely right. each of those are. Right. So like you said, that's the minimum that be added to anyone's walk time. And also, um, like I said before, more than half of these bus stops that are being impacted, they had two or, two or fewer people getting on those bus stops each day on average. So these are not high ridership stops. And like Cameron's saying, um, for a lot of them, it's actually a shorter walk to the next stop. You might even be able to see your new stop um, from from where you currently get on the bus. Let's keep going. More calls at 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hey, Cameron. How you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you, boss? Oh, I'm doing great. This is Paul calling. Uh, I don't have no comment about the, what's going on, with, what the topic is. I just wanted to ask you, when was the next time that Dr. Kane was coming on? Uh, we just had Dr. Kane last week, and so I try to get Dr. Kane maybe once a month. So maybe next month because she's in, in high demand. And, of course, I always appreciate when she takes a little bit of time for us. So maybe next month. Yeah, well, I hope she, well, I hope she really comes because I think there was a topic that was discussed last week with Larry that needs to be addressed directly with her. And uh, so I hope she can come. So you guys have a great day, and I'll let you later. All right. Appreciate you, boss. All right, bye-bye. All right, caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Terry. 
Hey, Terry, what's you? up? You got through. Hey, hey, I'm so glad to hear Paul mention what he did because he's absolutely right. So when the calendar and her schedule allows that, I'd be thrilled that she comes back and address Larry's insanity. Um, moving forward with the current uh, topic, uh-huh. I, I think that's a wonderful idea. And I tell you what, I've experienced it from both sides. As a writer on the bus and then someone following a bus in traffic, mm-hmm. there are in uh, my my route is uh, that I'm familiar with is Meridian and Georgetown Road, and you mm-hmm. do have because sometimes I even question. I said, why they got so many bus stops? You know, as soon as you get on, it's stopping for another one. And I literally once a couple times didn't have a schedule, and you know how you want to stop for the bus, and then you'd be like, well, I want to walk because I might miss it. But it was like walking mm-hmm. and getting to the next one was easy because they were so close together. So I, I applaud the fact that they should remove some. And for the caller who mentioned about his uh, elderly people walking, you know, there are some apartment complex, Westbury Court to be exact, um, that have only one trash compactor in the whole community. And seniors literally have to walk a mile to get to the compactor. Now, my mother lived in there, and so what we did, we petitioned, and then they had the uh, maintenance man pick up their trash and have it out on the, out every Tuesday or whatever, you know, time of the week, a scheduled pickup for their convenience. So that happened. But also, if you have an elderly that you're concerned about, I would think, why is the elderly getting on the bus, period? Uber, Lyft, if they're going to the doctor, they should have medical transportation. And if you're concerned as a grandson or a son, how come you're not picking them up? Or make transportation for them, provide them a lift. Because I personally, I have an 85-year-old mother. That's why I can speak what I experienced. I wouldn't want her walking a long while for, I mean, a mile for a bus either. But I wouldn't want her walking, period. I'd get her an Uber. I'm just saying. All right. Thank you for your call, Terry. Thank you, and we'll talk soon. All right. Yes, ma'am. Uh, let's go to the caller online. One caller, good morning. You're live on the open line show. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Who's uh, this? Uh, my name is Linda. Hi, Linda. And I'm calling I'm a car, but right now it's been sick for. And when I always tell people that when my car is sick, my plan B is the bus. Uh huh. I know that the current person who is this is not your issue, but the removal of all of these uh, bus stops is really an issue. And I know you say it, that they should have to walk more than five minutes. Do you know what that's like for a senior citizen? I'm a senior citizen, and I consider myself in somewhat decent uh, condition in order to walk. And even then, some days it is not great at all. And I just, I don't know, I'm very concerned because it used to be every block, and I know some of our blocks are close, but I keep thinking of where we have to walk from our houses to get to the bus stops and then you move them, so that's even further. So some people are walking four, five, six blocks, and that's a lot for someone who is trying to stay active but, you know, don't want to have the problems that they're having and by adding these additional blocks, if that makes any sense to anybody. I appreciate the call. We'll <laughs> let Faith answer that, person. and um, thank you so much. Um, Faith, um, can you talk about how we got here with – there being a bus stop literally on every corner 
and I don't want to answer it for you, but what I was told was there was it was a point where people would just call Indigo and say, hey, can you put a bus stop on my corner? Can you put a bus stop outside my apartment complex? And then as the years went on, we had bus two bus stops on one block. Yeah, exactly. So basically, we've just ended up with so many bus stops that this bus spends a lot of time slowing down um, or at the, that stop. So, you know, I to the caller, I, I hear you. And, and that's that's really good feedback for us. Um, but like we said, um, the, that's the maximum added walk time. And a lot of these stops are not high ridership stops to begin with. Um, and overall, this this project should speed up and improve service for riders. And and I can't stress enough. I, I mean, my, my mind was blown when I went to Washington Street and I saw that there are four bus stops that Peyton Manning uh, could could uh, <laughs> catch a ball from um, or, or throw a ball to uh, toward. Um, and each time that's a bus moving literally a couple hundred feet. So it, do you have any idea? Because I'm curious about what is the uh, level of like, what's the ratio? How, how much is this literally going to be what I saw where it was literally your grandma would have to walk? Uh, uh, literally uh, 15 extra seconds and how much of it is grandma's going to have to walk five minutes? Yeah. You know, I don't have, I don't have the exact percentage, but um, distance is definitely one of the factors that we look at when we're, when we're deciding which stops, but there's other factors too, like um, how accessible the stop is to pedestrians Mm -hmm. and what's in the area around it. So you know, we, we're looking to prioritize stops that have good sidewalks and are, are easier for people to walk to because the infrastructure is there. So that's one thing to consider as well. All right. More calls. 317-239-9696. Let's see who this is on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? Um, this is Denise. What's up, Denise? Hey. So I'm going to go back a couple of um, people who are talking. I know there was a woman who was talking about the elderly and the Ubering and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to be realistic because um, two I have two questions with that, but at the same time I want to be realistic. Mm-hmm. People like me who are younger, some people do not have those family members or maybe never had kids, so they don't have nobody to watch over them. To assume that they may have the money to get on, uh, get an Uber and stuff. Ubering down here is not like Ubering in Chicago. Chicago, you can get Uber for four four dollars to travel from the east side downtown. But here you have to literally pay $15. And when you mm-hmm. pay $15 to get back and forward, that costs more. And that's why people take the bus. But at the same time, some elderly people may not have that ability to walk that full mile or whatever. Or it takes a lot of um, their, you know, it takes a lot out of them just to get from their for, um, their front door to the driveway. And, so, you, and that was something that a, know, a caller. Be considerate. And that was and something that a caller I, called in and said? Yeah, like okay. basically saying, if this is your aunt, well, now why don't you drive along? Mm-hmm. Which okay. side of town mm-hmm. are they on? Mm-hmm. You got to be a little bit more considerate. Second of all, I ride. I used to ride the bus. So I just want to ask, are you guys going to improve like the bus area that they stand on? Because I work third shifts, and believe me, I would be on East Washington, and it would be I would have to catch three bus just to get downtown to get to my shift at midnight. And it was uncomfortable and unsafe for a woman like my age, because mm-hmm. I'm a younger millennial or a group. And literally, I feel like I'm in the dark areas where it's too dark. It's not well lit. You can barely sit. I literally have to have my bag for an elderly woman so she could sit down because there was nothing to sit on. 
and she gets uh, she was tired. And now that I'm driving, yes, I do help out sometimes. I will pull up and be like, hey, do you need me to drive to a bus stop? You look like you're winded. Mm-hmm. You look like you're tired. It's hot out here. Do you need some help? And that's just out of good nature of myself and good karma on my end and how I was raised. But not everybody's going to have that same consideration. So you might want to think from both sides. And unless you've been in their shoes and actually understood what kind of health conditions they have, or just being a female just like myself, know how scary it gets around that time. Because some people like me do work. It may not be as much traffic, but there are still some people like me that still have to go to work at midnight at night. And it may not be that many people at a certain time, but there are people who do depend on those stops. Thank you very much for your call, Denise, and I will agree with you. Uber in this city is absolutely trash. Trying to get to the airport from the west side was literally like 30, 40 bucks one time. Uh, Absolutely not Mm -hmm. an option, and I love riding the bus, but... Um, just like you mentioned, where I live on the west side, I cannot catch a bus from my house, so I have to drive. Uber is not an option. So now, Denise, thank you. Let me turn that over to Faith. She asked, how are you guys trying to rebuild the entire network so that we don't have to depend on Uber, which isn't really a good option in this city? You guys are working on redoing an entire map. Yeah, so um, we were we had plans to make some major route changes in June, but unfortunately those had to be postponed due to COVID. Um, but I did want to talk about what you were saying about the safety and the amenities at bus stops. So um, one thing as part of this project, by reducing the number of bus stops that we have, we're going to be able to focus um, our efforts on improving the bus stops in our system, so adding amenities like shelters and benches. Um, to make it a more comfortable experience for our riders. So, and l- to paint the picture, let's let's think of the corner of Washington and State Street. And there's a school just beyond that light. There's a gas station at the corner, an auto zone just before the corner. And in that spot, you can stand there and you can talk to the person at the next bus stop. Um, and so what you're saying is right there. That's four stops. You're going to combine that into one stop, and then you'll be able to better invest in things like shelters, lighting, different types of things that may be at a bus stop. Yep, you got it. All right, let's get in one more call uh, on this topic. Oh, I just lost her. I just lost her. Okay, that must be a sign oh. that uh, that I need to stay uh, on on my time limit here because we got Russell Hollis coming up here in the next couple of minutes. All the phone lines are still ringing. Yes, I see all the lights flashing, and I'm so glad you are. But that brings us to the end of this segment because the next segment's really going to get you fired up when we talk about um, Election Day. Uh, Faith, for people who have more questions and want to know more about what's going on with the red line, blue line, stop changes, uh, map redrawing and configuration, where can they go? Yeah, so please visit our website, indigo.net slash stop changes to see an interactive map and to see what stops will be impacted by this project. Or please call our customer service, 317-635-3344, and they can help you out with any questions that you have. And Faith, I know you guys are already putting up the sign saying this stop is being moved or this stop is being consolidated. When will those stops that may have that sticker up there, uh, you guys are still servicing it right now, but when will that stop disappear? 
Yep. So um, actual changes to stops will start on or after September 14th. But until then, even if there's a sticker on the stop, you can continue to catch the bus there. All right. Faith Chadwick with Indigo. Thank you uh, so much for uh, starting your Sunday morning with us. And I hope you get to enjoy the rest of your Labor Day weekend. Thanks so much, Cameron. You too. All right. Still to come this morning on the Open Line Show. Some folks think um, or have suggested anyway that you should go try to vote twice, once by mail and then another in person. And then other people are not sure if that is a crime or if that's okay. Not sure exactly what the state law says. So uh, the people who do know exactly what that state law say work at the Marion County Clerk's Office and Russell Hollis will be joining us on the other side of this break to talk about Election Day in Marion County and the new places you can vote and, and also answering, can you vote twice? The answer could send you to jail or keep you out of trouble. More of the Open Line Show coming up. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. You're listening to Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city, it's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. What up, Naptown? This your boy, Ricky Smiley, man. Check it out. And you're listening to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle and Ebony Chappelle. And good Sunday morning to you, Indianapolis, on Labor Day weekend. Hope you get to enjoy some time with your family. But remember, we are still in a pandemic. Wear your mask. Some folks might clown you for wearing a mask, but it's okay. Clown you now instead of having to come and uh, FaceTime you while at the hospital because they can't visit you. Uh, So get out there and enjoy some time. We all need to be with uh, family and whatnot. It's been a rough six months. Can't believe we're still doing this, but nevertheless, do it safely. Social distance. Get out on the porch, on the patio, in the garage, whatever it is that you do. And um, be with your family, but be safe. Speaking of being safe, it is the topic uh, that has... Uh, change the way we think about Election Day. We are about 60 days away from picking our next uh, president and vice president here in Indiana, our governor. And that has got people concerned about how it is they're going to go to the polls. Are they going to stand in line Uh, here in Indiana? um, They're saying that um, COVID is not a excuse to file for a absentee Uh, ballot uh, by mail, Um, but you don't need any excuse to go vote early, which starts in 30 days from now. At the same time, some folks are suggesting that you might be able to vote twice um, and some other folks are not sure if that's illegal. So what's the deal? How's it going to look in Marion County? What's Indianapolis going to do? Speedway, Beach Grove, what are we doing? Where can we vote? The man with the answers is Russell Hollis, and he starts his Sunday morning with us here on the Open Line Show. Russell, good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning, Ebony. How you doing? 
Doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. And I should mention, you know, I just uh, Ebony has a uh, had a birthday. And so Ebony is enjoying some time off. So she hopefully she's not listening uh, to the show. She should be in bed doing something <laughs> fun right now. Yes, absolutely. It's been it's been a rough six months. Uh, it's been a long six, six months. You guys have already had a taste of how things are going to go when we had the primary, which instead of being in May was in June. <laughs> now we're 60 days away from Election Day of November. Where are we? How are things going? Yes, you know, we are progressing and we're getting ready for Election Day. Uh, what we have been focusing on is just, uh, you know, advertising all the different ways that voters can, can vote on Election Day. And we aim to provide a much better voting experience uh, to our voters in this general election than what we saw in the primary election. And so one of the ways that we want to do that is by having significantly more Election Day vote center locations. Mm -hmm. uh, so for this fall, we have 187 locations that voters can choose from, and voters will have roughly 30 days of in-person in early voting uh, before Election Day. And, you know, that's a big increase from the primary election, mm -hmm. where there were only six and a half days of in-person early voting. You have the entire month, 30 days from now, actually, it's the 6th, um, so you can go start voting in person all across Marion County, 30 days ahead of Election Day. So between now and October 5th, Russell, tell me when I start saying something incorrect. Between now and October 5th, you need to get registered to vote because on October 6th, you can go to the polls and cast your vote. Russell, am I right? You're exactly right. You can go to the clerk's office and cast your vote. So uh, I am hearing that there are going to be some... Uh, big locations and literally big in size that we will be able to go vote. Is that true when it comes to Lucas Oil Stadium or Bankers Life? Are those going to be polling locations? That is 100% true. Uh, in addition to those two locations, uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse will be a voting location as well. Okay. And, they're, and they're normally, yep, they're normally a voting location. Um, what's it going to look like? Have you guys mapped it out? I mean, are people going to be down on what would be the gridiron of uh, Lucas Oil Stadium or on the hardwood of Banker's Life voting, or are they going to be in the, the concourse areas? How does that look? Uh, at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, they will be voting in the uh, that pavilion space. Okay. Uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium, we're still mapping that out. Um, Russell, you are already starting to get a lot of calls. In fact, the phones are ringing in the commercial break. 317-239-9696. The next person to call will be uh, third in line, and the phone's actually going to ring for you. The fourth person who calls is going to get a busy signal because uh, I've already got two people standing by with questions uh, for Russell, and I'm coming to you in just a second. Uh, Russell, uh, Election Day, first Tuesday in November. What date is that this year? Yes, Tuesday, November 3rd is Election Day, and voting is from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And voters can choose from 180 locations to vote from throughout the day. Was that 180? 187. 187, and no longer do you have to go to an assigned, uh, what we used to call um, uh, polling place. Now you guys call it vote centers? You're exactly right. You can vote at any vote center location on Election Day. Um, so that means if you normally would have gone to the polling place that was close to your house, 
uh, but you know you don't get off work until 5.30, hitting traffic. You might not get there until after 6. But there was a location right across the street from your job on the complete other side of Marion County. You can go there and cast your vote. And before I go to the phones, Russell, that's on Election Day. Where? How many locations do you have for us to vote uh, starting October 6th? Starting October 6th, there's voting in the clerk's office on weekdays and weekends. And then we have um, early voting or satellite voting at five different locations that starts on October uh, 23rd. All right. All right. I will be there uh, on that second week. I'm going on vacation, but I'm coming back and I am voting early. I did the mail-in voting in May and I didn't get my uh, ballot to like the weekend before Tuesday. So I didn't mail it back. I walked it in. I got to cut the line. So that was cool. But yeah. there are lots of different ways to get this done. Sound like voting starts on Saturday, October 24th. I said the 23rd, but it's Saturday, 20, uh, October 24th. Okay. October 24th. Early voting, at least at the clerk's office, begins on October 6th. That's right. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 317-239-9696. Lots of phone calls here. Uh, Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? This is Larry Vaughn. What's happening, Larry? You got got 90 uh, seconds, my brother. Mr. Hollis. Hey, look, now, you talk about satellite voting. When they first came out with it, I did vote twice, so I've done that, but that statute of limitations is over on that, so Russell don't send the police after me. The thing about it is, is uh, people are just trying to make up excuses not to vote. There's no excuse not to vote. Mala has laid everything out and made it easy for us to vote. If we don't go and vote, I'm not trying to tell you who to vote for, but uh, if you don't go and vote, I don't want to hear any excuses after election because you have all those voting centers on election day. You have 30 days in advance. So just, I mean, people need to shut up about not being able to vote. They got it laid out here in Marin County. Milo's done a beautiful job, so we just need to dead this subject and go on vote if we're going to vote. And if you're not going to vote, you need to keep your mouth shut. All Thanks, right. Cameron. All right. Appreciate you. Clear and concise. And uh, uh, I don't think people are going to actually come uh, rip Larry's heads off like they did last week for what he said on the air. Russell, now, Larry just said that he voted twice. Now, not to say that it's impossible, um, but before you answer, uh, the president was making a suggestion that people could do what Larry says he did, which was go and vote twice. And then the attorney general was asked, is that illegal? I have that clip so that you can hear it for yourself and you will hear their suggestion, his uh, answer on is it legal or illegal? And then we'll ask Russell Hollis, what is the real deal here in Marion County? Here is uh, the president. Let him send it in and let him go vote. And if their system's as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. If it isn't tabulated, they'll be able to vote. So that's the way it is. It seems to me what he's saying is he's trying to make the point that uh, the ability to monitor this system is, is, is not good. And, and if it was so good, if you tried to vote a second time, you would be caught if you voted in person. That, that would be illegal if they did that. If somebody mailed in a ballot and then actually showed up uh, to vote in person, uh, that would be illegal. I don't know what the law in the particular state says. You can't vote twice. Well, I don't know what the law in the particular state says and when that vote becomes final. Is there any state that says you can vote twice? 
Well, there's some, you know, maybe that you can change your vote up to a particular time. I don't know what the law That's is, so I'm not going to offer. He was saying test well, the system. You know, well, he if you know believe, what he's saying, why are you asking me what he's saying? He doesn't believe in the mail-in voting. You're, you're the Attorney General of the United States. Why don't you, yeah. Okay, Russell. Uh, the Attorney General says he's not sure. That's the Attorney General with uh, CNN's Wolf Blitzer, by the way. Uh, the Attorney General not sure what a particular state's law says. Do you know if there's any place in any of the 50 states or the territories where you can vote twice? And what is the law here in Indiana on voting twice? You cannot vote twice. Uh, under Indiana law, that is illegal. Now, we also have checks and balances in place to prevent that from happening. Now, of course, we don't know when Larry, when it was that, that he voted. What are some of those checks and balances? Like I said, I got my ballot in the mail and I took it and hand delivered it, but then I had to sign off that I was not going to vote in person. And that makes it trackable. That's how you get charged and go to jail. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have electronic poll books. <clears throat> so once you um, <clears throat> sign in to uh, to vote in person. You're logged in an electronic poll book, and also when we receive your absentee ballot, uh, we log in that we receive that ballot, and so that's logged into the same system as our electronic poll books. All right, so more phone if, calls. Yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead, real quick. So if if you were to have voted in person uh, before we logged in your absentee ballot your absentee ballot would have been rejected when we went to count it. All right, more phone calls, 317-239-9696. Going to stay on the phones for a second. Let's see who this is on line two. Caller, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning, who's this? Good morning, uh, this is Terry. Hey, Terry. Um, first of all, let me comment. You know, I couldn't get it yet. I had to come back on here and defend <laughs> myself on that last comment yes, that the lady yes. made. A real brief thought. She needs to understand. When I get on here and make a comment, I make it because I've walked it, then I talk it. Okay? And when she has to understand, see, I have a daughter in that millennium state of mind who barked when I set my car parked and caught the bus. I understand what she means when she says people don't have the luxury or people go out in the dark. I've been in the dark, I've walked in the snow, the rain to catch a bus. So, again, I only comment on what I walk. When I said that get an Uber or get a Lyft, I wasn't speaking of in general. What I simply suggested that that's available, that is an option. Okay, so so you can't afford it. If your elderly is catching the bus, they're paying one seventy five. It's not about luxury. If they just got one seventy five, give them one twenty five. It's three dollars on Indigo. We'll pick you up three dollars cash one way, three dollars cash on your return. Must be cash. I know this because I put my mother on Indigo because my schedule didn't allow me to take her to an appointment. So when, when you get on here and you challenge comments that you don't fully understand, by the way, she can call me anytime, 317-938-1284. It's about if she needs to get out there on some of those bus lines and drive it because there are too many stops on a strip, on a stretch. There are. All right, okay, Terry. don't just look at your situation. Now let's talk about the vote. All right, hit it. I'm so One minute. Glad to hear us. I'm so glad to hear that we can vote anywhere because I ran into that situation when you're at my aunt. We went to one location. We weren't registered there. Their error. They sent us across town. Their error. Now, to go vote anywhere, that's great. Please do not use the post office at all. Get involved because, see, Trump, he already knows that somebody in the post office is going to get some votes and get rid of them. 
Now, don't waste any more time about voting twice. Let's scratch that. Vote once, because the next thing you'll have is Indiana's voting illegal, and then those who voted twice, they won't count your vote at all. Thanks, Larry. I mean, excuse me, thanks. Oh, and by the way, thank you, Larry, for coming on here talking since this morning. Good morning to you. All right. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate it. Russell, uh, if you want to jump in on that, you can before we go to the next call. I would say if you uh, vote absentee by mail, you know, go ahead and apply today so that you have enough time for the post office to get you your ballot. And so you have enough time to mail your ballot back to the election board in the mail. And how do you request that? Or you can hand deliver it. How do you request that? You can request your absentee ballot online at vote.indy.gov, or you can call the election board and have one mailed to you. And 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 the, is the office open today? It's a holiday weekend. The office will reopen on Tuesday. Okay, call Tuesday. Make a note in your phone, put it on the fridge, on, on the refrigerator to call Tuesday and get that application in. And I suppose if you want to go do it online, uh, the internet is always open and they'll just process it on Tuesday. Let's go back to the phone lines, 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hi, this Hi. is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. What's what's going on? What's what's happening this morning? I have some questions in regards to getting the elderly who aren't, um, like, with transportation. Will there be ride-sharing services mm. or reduced uh, fees for them to get out? That is a good question. Russell, what do we know about that? That also may be an Indigo question as well. Uh, you know, in the past, Indigo has offered free rides on Election Day. Um, and something that Terry mentioned that uh, she mentioned Lyft, and Lyft has, uh, they will offer free rides on Election Day as well. Uh, but another option is voting absentee by mail. You know, uh, the Marion County Election Board will mail an application to vote absentee by mail to voters over the age of 65. And so they, uh, one of the reasons that you can vote absentee by mail is that you are over the age of 65. So that just be sure to check that box and return that application to the election board as, as soon as possible. All right. More phone calls. 317-239-9696. Caller, good morning. You're live on the open line show. Who's this? Hello. That's you. That me? Yes, it is. Who's this? Tyrone. Tyrone, what's happening? What's going on? Uh, I'd just like to know... Uh, when is the uh, the last time that last date that you can register to vote, Russell? The last date that you can register to vote is Monday, October fifth. Monday, October the fifth. Monday, okay. October the fifth. Thank you for your call, sir. Please get out there and register to vote. Then on October sixth, you can start voting early. Thank you for your call. Thank you. All right. Uh, caller on the next line. Phone line's blowing up this morning. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the open line show. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? This is Terry. Hey, another Terry. No, no, it's the same Terry. Okay. You just got off the phone with Tyrone. Uh-huh. Mr. Mr. Tyrone sounds like an elder person. Nothing personal. If he is... Could you please give him my number? I will bring him 
uh, 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 vote thing to register for. He's okay? off the, he's he off the air, so but many, go ahead. I've already hung up from him, but go ahead. He's probably still listening to his radio, and you can shout it out. Okay. Anybody that's on here listening that hasn't met, doesn't have or doesn't understand how to do this, because we do have a lot of seniors who don't, the last day is Monday, October the 5th to register. I will, if you want to call me at 317-938-1284, I will make sure you get a, an application. I will make sure they stay there while you fill it out, and we will personally take it in. I am not encouraging mailing anything to the post office. Again, if you're listening, the last day to register is Monday, October the 5th. I will personally make sure someone brings you a ballot to fill out and that it's turned in. All right, okay? Terry, so- thank you so much for your call. I am completely out of time. Russell, uh, the phone lines are still blowing up. I need more time to sit here and talk with you, but I got to get off the air because we got to pay the bills. and We got more shows coming up here on the air. Russell, for people who have questions, where can they go uh, for more information? Who can they call? Where can they register to vote? For more information, you can go to vote.indy.gov or call the Marion County Election Board at 317-327-5100. All right. Russell, Hollis, sir, thank you so much. If we take away nothing uh, from today's conversation with Russell, it is one, register to vote now and get it in by October 5th, 30 days from now. Then on October 6th, you can start voting early in person. If you need an absentee ballot, get the application in online today. Or if you need to call, you can call on Tuesday when offices reopen after Labor Day. And finally, it is illegal to vote twice. Don't try to pull a Larry and do your luck. Try your luck. Don't do it. Do not vote twice. Russell, did I get it all right? You got it all right. That was perfect. All right, my man. We will talk to you uh, sometime between now and when voting gets underway. Callers still calling right now. We are getting ready to go off the air. The phone line's absolutely on fire this morning with this topic. Thank you to Russell Hollis of the Marion County Clerk's Office and Faith Chadwick from Indigo for starting their Sunday morning with us. More of this show returns to the air next Sunday, live at 8. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle from WRTV. This is The Open Line Show.